Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. Let's go. All right. Today, I want to talk to you about four different banquets in the lead up to Easter because uh, today is Palm Sunday and it's the beginning of preparation for Easter week. And uh, on the 18th of November, 2006, Shans and I stood at an altar at the end of a preparation season where we got married in Enfield Baptist Church. Right there, you, Matt and Nat, you were there and uh, uh, it was a pretty special day. And uh, can I tell you, the, I expected it to be a significant day, but nothing could have prepared me for the significance it would have in my life. I mean, how young do, how young do I look? Uh, who would say Shans has aged way better than I have? Every one of us. That's overwhelming. That's good. Thank, gorgeous. And, um, and, and but that day changed my life. But I want to assure you something. We never just rocked up for that day. That was relentless preparation for the most important day of our life. Today is Palm Sunday. And, uh, and this is a special day. This is the beginning of, you know, for the Christian, it's the beginning of what's often referred to as Holy Week, where we, we lead into what is a special day. But you know what? Because of Jesus, every day is holy and every week is holy and every moment with Jesus is holy. However, it is a lead up to what is a significant day for the church, which is, of course, Easter. But as we go into the Bible, we see Passover week, which is what this is leading into, was a significant holy week for the Jewish people where they would celebrate that back in Egypt when they were in captivity, that a lamb was slain and the blood was shed that would cover them and protect them from the punishment and the death that others would receive. And after that price was paid, they were set free from slavery into freedom. And they look back and thank God for what He did so many years ago, not realising that that weekend that was about to come, Jesus would come as the final Passover lamb once and for all, that He would pay the price, that His blood would cover any sin, shame, regret and past that any of us have. And because of Jesus, we would be set free from the captivity that once held us and we could now walk into freedom once and for all, that we don't just look backwards thanking God, but we live in gratitude looking forward to the best day that are ahead. Amen. So Palm Sunday was the beginning of this. And we read about this in Matthew 21, Luke 19, John 12. I don't know what Mark was doing. He wasn't interested. But Palm Sunday is told through all of these, where the week begins and the guest of honour, Jesus, turns up to town. Let's read about it in John's version, gospel. John's perspective, it says this, chapter 12. says, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Everyone say it with me. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, like, okay, now they would have belted it. Who's a, now, if there's any Port fans, you, you don't, you're probably not wanting to shout this morning because the mighty Adelaide Crows got a big victory. But Adelaide Oval last night was shouting and screaming and pumped because the Crows finally got a win. 
I mean, this day they were shouting a lot louder than we just did. Across every campus, we say, Hosanna, one, two, three. There you go. Come down. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it was written. Don't be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your King is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. There's a few significant things. He comes riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Not a king just on a horse coming to make a point. I've come to judge, take over, rule. But instead, he comes as a king on a donkey saying, I've come in peace. Come saying, I've come to not judge, but be judged for you. I've come to forgive you. I've come to accept you. Jesus is showing to everyone that he is approachable, approachable and he is available. If you come here today and you know God, but you know Him from a religious sense, can I tell you, He is not a distant, distant God. He is with you right now. He is approachable and He is available. And the Bible shows us that people lined up from everywhere. They got in the streets and they shouted. Come on. They shouted. In the Salisbury campus, they shouted. Good job. Which means, which means save us now, please. They wanted to be saved from their current discomfort. But he said, if I save you from just your current discomfort, there'll be another ruler or there'll be another famine, there'll be another disease. But what I come is to do even better, to do even more. I come to save you for all eternity. That no death, no ruler, no famine, no pestilence, no nothing. Yet in all these things, I'm convinced that I am loved, that nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. Not death, nor life. No angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing can separate you from the love that is found in Jesus Christ. They sang, Hosanna, save us now. He said, I save you now and for all eternity. What they don't realise is that they were doing the very thing we all need to do, which is confess with our mouth, Jesus, save me now. And he hears that. And as he says in Romans 19, when you confess with your mouth that I am Lord, You'll be saved, not only now, but for all of eternity. They then cut palm branches and they begin waving them around like a crazy party. Of course, for the Jewish people, when they waved palm branches, it meant victory. But they thought this was, again, victory over current circumstances. But this wasn't just victory over sickness or just even over sin. But Jesus would ultimately on Sunday rise again. And what 1 Corinthians talks about, it says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? He overcomes even death itself. If He can have victory over death, He can have victory over your marriage difficulty. He can have marriage victory over your financial trouble. He can have victory in your family. He can have victory in your mind. If He can have victory over death, what can have victory over you? So He rides in to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and it's the beginning of preparation. Everyone say preparation. For the greatest celebration in history, the death and resurrection of the guest of honour at the festival, at the banquet, the bridegroom, the Lamb of God, the soon coming King Jesus, where we celebrate as the church that salvation is given, the church is birthed, history is changed and the groom pays the price for the bride. There is no weekend like Easter. 
There is no celebration that we should have like remembering what Jesus did, celebration of life and the new beginning, that he gave up his divinity for our humanity. He was made powerless so we could live in power, that he was rejected so we could be accepted. He was bruised and broken so you and I could be whole. It's new for old. It's beauty for ashes. It's joy for mourning. It's adoption for rejection and it's life for death. Easter is such an important celebration even more than a wedding or a birthday or an opening of a clinic or anything else. However, you can ask yourself, are you prepared for Easter? Because it might be easy for us just to go through our week and go, I'm gonna turn up next week. No, no, I wanna ask you today, this was the beginning of a preparation week. At, the, at Palm Sunday, the preparation for Holy Week begins. Are you willing to prepare for what God could do as we enter into a new season. So two preparations I wanna to talk to you about today. Firstly, Easter is for you, but Easter is for others. See, when Shans and I got married, all I wanted to do was marry her, but I didn't just wanna marry her, I wanted to marry her in front of all of my friends and family. So we invited a whole heap of people at Enfield Baptist Church where it was standing room only and people came and we celebrated that we were gonna be husband and wife for all time, not just alone. We could have done it alone. But there's something about a great celebration that you feel compelled to invite others. And it's the same at Easter. This simple question, who are you inviting to the celebration? Is this now just about you or is this for others? Jesus talks about this in Luke chapter 14, where he's having a conversation about the great banquet that we'll one day have in heaven, that when we get to heaven, there will be a great banquet, the wedding supper of the Lamb. It's there where there will be no more weeping and no more tears and no more sickness and no more pain. What a great party that will be. But in that day, there will also be no opportunity to invite anyone else to join. Once we are there, we will never have the opportunity we have here on earth. So Jesus parallels it to here on earth, there was a master that put on a great banquet and he invited people because he knows that a banquet is nothing if it doesn't have people. So he invites a whole number of people to come, family, friends, relatives, people that meant the world to him. And he said, come to my banquet by one by one. They said, no, we're too busy, we're preoccupied, we're not coming. Can I say, I know what it is to invite family, friends, loved ones to Easter and moments and invitations for them to know Jesus. And our responsibility is every opportunity we have not to be deterred, but to ask again and to ask again and to ask again. But he says, hey, if they won't come, a celebration is never to have an empty seat. We never built this building all those years ago to have empty seats. We had it to be filled with people that were coming into a relationship with Jesus. So he says this, the master said, then go to the country roads. Whoever you find, drag them in. I want my house full. See, sometimes we now think it's great. I'm saved, that's it. I'm turning up, that's enough. No, the Master says, I didn't create all of eternity and all of heaven and all of possibility and all relationship for all time, just for you and I. I created it for everyone. So as we go into this celebration at Easter week, as we here on Palm Sunday, look towards Easter Friday and Easter Sunday and the days ahead, this simple question, are we making it about us? 
When Jesus was questioned, why did He come? He said, I didn't come for those that were well. He said, don't be mistaken. I didn't come for the groups and the cliques and the comfortability and the crowds that already know. I come for those that are sick, that the lost would be found. Can I say it's now our responsibility as followers of Jesus, anointed by the same power that He was, the Holy Spirit, to understand our mission is not just for us, it's for others. Because, can I say, money will come and go and your investments will rise and fall and house pricing, pricing will go up and go down and relationships will have good seasons and tough seasons and kids will live in the house and then grow out of the house and holidays will happen and then end and, and leaders, competent or incompetent, will rise and then change. But the one thing that lasts forever is souls. So when we look in the grand scale and the grand scheme of everything, the question we have to ask ourselves, do we value souls above all? As the campus pastors come for a moment, we're gonna do something. Studies would show us that 60% of people will say yes to coming to church at Easter. It's something about Easter. Why does a Bella night sell out so quickly? Well, it's something like six to 700 of those tickets of people not from our church, just so you know. So for context, why would they walk in? They don't think it's at the festival theatre. They know it's just not a normal concert. It costs five bucks. Nothing's that cheap. Yet they, they know at Easter they're walking into church and they're okay with it. Why? Because it's Easter. And I don't try to understand all the psyche in that, but all I know is people are open, invite them in. So here's what I wanna ask you to do. It's intimidating, it's hard, it's not easy for some telling people about Jesus and inviting them is like breathing. But for many of us, it's actually a difficult task, which is why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And I genuinely believe you don't win anyone or get anyone that you don't pray for. So something called 441. Everyone say four, four, one. For the next four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, would you in the morning be willing to wake up and set a timer on your phone for four minutes to pray for one person every day? And each and every day next week, would you pray for those four days for only, who, who can spare? Lift your hands if you can spare four minutes. I feel like I can't, I don't know, two seconds, but I can spare four minutes. And to pray for one person. And each day next week, share Jesus and invite one person each day. Now one may say yes, and, but the next day someone else might say no. No, it's the other way around. One may say no, the other may say yes. Whoever, whatever it is, it's up to us to plant the seed and maybe we water and maybe we harvest. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met, I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son Jesus to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that His death could pay the penalty for my mistakes in my past and His life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite Him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, 
who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you, and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.